Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hello and welcome to the second half of Short Bus Debate Club. In order to keep everybody happy, Darren Jolly's across the table from me. You have to say my name first, cockbag. And that over there is is Brian Courtney, the ass clown. Brian Courtney, the one and only shit nugget. Brian Courtney. Um, so we're gonna kind of tie things together because you know, seven hundred and seven hundred two. We talked about gangs. Um, we're talking about. Or we talked about gang movies in the first half of this one. I think we'll still talk about some gang entertainment, not gang bangs, but gang entertainment. Well, gang bangs is right below um, in the the dictionary, but gangbuster is there also. Well, but obviously, yeah. I mean, I can do, I can speak and read, so gang bangs comes first. Yeah. Um, so gang entertainment and a little bit of history and we're gonna try to tie everything together i don't i don't fucking know but it should be entertaining either way i know i'm easily entertained so it should be entertaining to me too because i'm gonna continue to use expletives about brown (laughs) because of the way that he decided to, to start this one well, having said that, though, um, you know, did you ever see IP Man? Are you familiar with those ones? Those films kung fu movies. But it was, and they were, but they were. It's like the, it was a huge, uh, like they have like five or six of them. I think I saw the second one, mm-hmm. which is odd because mm-hmm. usually I won't jump into a sequel, but it was the way that they were like produced or released um i've i know what they're about for the most part i didn't think that they were gang related though i thought that there was all kinds of gang activity that was going around in the peripheral though well is that maybe triad type stuff is that what you're talking about i mean that, that was sort of like annie made me made me watch the the first one when i met her she's like these movies are huge you gotta watch these movies and I, I watched the first two, and it just turned into a bunch of fight scenes, you know, and at some point in time, unless you have, like, a stronger narrative position, I I tend to trail off. you gotta, you got to have a story to keep me focused, and even then, sometimes it doesn't work so well. There are a bunch of them, though. Um, I, I can't say that, you know, the, the one that I watched, and like I said, I think it was the second, but I could be wrong. I can't say that I was like, ooh, I'm... Fight choreography is one thing, mm-hmm. but again, you need a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said in the periphery. So what made you think that it I was gotta, gang related? I, I, I got to go back and rewatch them. I mean, it just, uh, like I said, it's been, I think it was right after we got together. So it's been about 14 years since I saw it, but it seemed like something. And they're all over the place. Like now they're like, they're on Netflix now. 
Like, yeah, they're huge. And there's another dude, his name is Tony something. Uh, he's from Thailand. And so he's uh, like a Taibo type of guy. Not Taibo. Um, fucking uh, whatever. Anyway, kickboxing for the most part, except elbows and knees also. Tony, I can't remember his fucking last name. But he's in a lot of movies. And the fight choreography is badass. And there's definitely gangsters around. Like one of them that he's... It's Tony Ja. J-A for sure, but maybe J-A-A. Um, he's in a lot of them. And there are like Thai gangsters around him. Or he's fighting against Thai gangsters. Uh, so I... Kind of know where you're coming from with IP Man, but I've probably seen more of the Tony Jaw stuff than I have the IP Man stuff. J.A.A. It is J.A.A. Oh, he's literally six days younger than me. That's kind of funny. Oh, Ong Bak was the big one. Ong Bak was fucking badass, yeah, was, dude. They had a few of them. That's where he did this badass fucking jump up in the air, and he came down with his fucking elbow on the top of somebody's head and killed him, dude. An elbow? You, you get an elbow right. It's called the John Jones Bones head, head Crusher. John Jones Bones. I don't think that's what it's called in Thailand, but maybe. <laughs> if it did take on that name, that would mean a lot. They'd be like... That motherfucker's fucking mad. Okay. Street Hooligans. Just real quick, though. What was that? That one. So, okay. Everybody, if you've ever watched a fucking newscast or a soccer game, knows about soccer hooligans. I would have never considered them a gang. Like... The only thing these guys really do is is fight. Like, they're not into illicit activity as far as I know. Maybe they are. I don't know. They might be fucking selling drugs or whatever. But So Green Street Hooligans, and I can't remember what soccer team they supported. Or, sorry, football. Um, I can't remember what team they supported. But Green Street Hooligans is about this American that goes over to England because a sister is married to a Brit. I think I've got that right. Um, and he ends up being a soccer hooligan himself. And these guys are fucking straight up serious about supporting their team. And it's not just at the stadium, like... They fight on subway platforms. They fight in the street. They fight everywhere. And it's like putting people in the hospital type shit. Like gang fights like the outsiders. Where you got brick bats and pipes and maybe some knives. Um, shit Chains. like that. Chains. Yeah. Um, that Charles Hunan guy's in it too. Yeah. 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 And Elijah Wood. Back. Elijah Wood is the American that moves over there and lives with, like I said, I think it's the sister. It might be a cousin or something, but she's married to a Brit. One that's married to 
We didn't hear anything you just said. Shannon Dunham is the character, and Claire Forlani is the person who plays. She's married to the guy from uh, the Matthew McConaughey movie we were talking about a while ago. Charles Hunnan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The one. Um, so it's it's a good movie. I mean, if you like that kind of shit, again, it's. I just want to. That's what it's. I just read a bunch of shit. Just that's it. They just want to fight. That's it. That is all that it is. And again, it's it kind of reminded me. So I said it reminded me of The Outsiders to some degree because The Outsiders was really rich against poor. It was the wrong side of the tracks versus the other side of the tracks. Um, Green Street Hooligans is these guys that support one soccer team fighting every other person that supports whatever other soccer team. <laughs> but it's a pretty good movie. I mean, but I, I like that kind of shit. So Millwall and West Ham United. That, that was one of the big matches, apparently. That they don't kick the fuck out of each other. Maybe those are the only two, but I just remember I'm standing across the, the subway platform. Or what I know they call it the fucking tube or whatever in England. But they, but they refer to it as I mean there's a little thing they call it and that has to do with standing on the platform Right. So they're staring at each other over the platform and then they end up scrapping. And then they're scrapping in the fucking like city square one time and they scrap at the fucking arena. So it's it's about fighting, but I guess Maybe that's the only part I remember <laughs> about the movie. <laughs> when you're watching it, that's why. I mean, it's like watching that goofy movie fighting with uh, uh, the guy. Stupid fucking movie. Yeah, but it's a, you're only you're not going to remember anything from that film except for the fights. There's not going to be anything. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't too, a lot of substance there. But that might be a gang movie, too. Yeah, because those guys that, that just look the best, they do it out of that weird little fucking office over there. Yeah. And uh, he's got his little crew, the ones that end up fucking robbing uh, the the fighting guy, the one from... Uh... Yeah, I mean, they, what's a, he's the guy, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, yes. Another wonderful actor. One of the best actors in the history of acting. Oh, excellent, dude. He should be a no nominated for stuff left and right. I think that they should quit calling him Channing Tatum and start calling him Channing Tatum. And then he could look himself. <laughs> um, it's not a very nice thing to say there. But yeah, fighting might be the same. I, I think Green Street... Hooligans might have more substance to it. I probably need to watch it again, but it's one of those that is like not available on any fucking platform, dude. Um, I sort of stumbled into it when I still paid for fucking cable all the time. What is it? So you found it on what? I think it was on track? Stars or something, dude. Um, one of the channels, because I don't watch those channels where commercials are involved. Yeah. So it had to be one of the movie channels. So it was either Showtime, Stars, Cinemax, HBO, Epics, or... Yeah. So it was one of those. Um, but it, I don't know. I thought it was 
a pretty good flick, but I like fights. Well, it came up twice in lists that I'd seen that are the best gang movies ever. I, I wouldn't call it a best gang movie, because as far as I'm concerned, until I had read the definition in American or American Heritage. Yeah, I fucked your head up. Sorry, it was American Heritage. Yes, it's not Miriam. Uh, um, or the legal definition in the United States, yeah. which are three or five people with a similar desire outcome mm. then i never thought of it as a gang movie i just thought of it as a fucking thug type movie which yeah, semantics you know you should have been a lawyer probably i've been told that before I believe that. um okay so you talked about ip man mm -hmm. and you said that on the periphery there were gangs mm -hmm. We talked about it, I don't know, in at least one episode. But the show Warrior. Warrior. Now you're going to fucking confuse people because they're going to think it's clink, clink, clink. Warriors come out to play. Yay. Um, Warrior is the, it's a, it's an actual series that was on, well, Max, Cinemax, HBO Max. Um, okay. Well, that's all Time Warner. It's based on the writings of Bruce Lee. And so it goes back to the 1800s in San Francisco. So, again, I don't know. I probably should do some more research, but they talked about how the triad kind of started in San Francisco. Except it wasn't a triad. It was like five fucking gangs that had come over from China, and I don't know what sort of fucking mergers happened in order to come up with just three. Um, mergers? Is there a stock split? Again, I don't either mergers or just fucking elimination. Yeah, you get rid of them. Yeah. Um, power. Right. Now I got all this territory. So that was one where gangster shit wasn't just on the periphery, but it was there in the forefront, and the fucking fights were badass, and the story was good. Now, how much of the writings? Of Bruce Lee, it was based on. I have no fucking idea. Do you know who uh, was the producer or anything like that? I can look. So you you just brought that up because of the regional connection, or no? I brought it up because you said the IP man, and that was kung fu, and this is also well. So if it's if it's Bruce Lee's stuff, then it's not technically kung fu. Um. Because what was the fighting style that he developed? It was Lu Li fucking Jeet Kune Do. Is what Lu Li Jeet Kune Do? Not 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 Li Do Jeet Kune Do. That's it. But so the Tong Wars is what you were talking about. The weird ass shit that was going on. Like that's yes. Okay. That when I was when I went through that book on um, Chinese uh, gangs or gangways in the United States, I guess because Tong means triad. Yeah, because the Chinese Tong. But see, that's again. I mean, 
in the show there were five, but they made it sound like there were even more than five because they talked about the opium wars. They talked about them fighting the British, you know, during the opium wars. They talked about pirates stealing their shit. I mean, just different shit like that. So, again, loosely based on probably some history and Bruce Lee's writings, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I didn't think Bruce Lee wrote fiction, but he must have. That is weird. Really fucking weird, actually. Because in these little things, these little blurbs, they're not even, they're not mentioning. And I'm not saying that he didn't do it. I'm just saying that they're not even talking about it in the spot. Dude, it's, I know I've said it before, but it's a great fucking show. And they do talk about a lot of things. They talk about, you know, the fucking Chinese anti-defamation shit that happened in the late 1800s. They talk about fucking the Chinese working on the railroads and in mines. They talk about just the fact that they couldn't fucking own land until like 1940. Mm -hmm. Well, 1930, maybe whatever. Um, They talk about all that kind of shit and it's, it's a good fucking show. And it talks about a lot of the stuff we've talked about in the past with regard to drugs and prostitution and, all of it. So, if you're looking for a show with badass fucking fights, fuck scenes, prostitution because of the fuck scenes, um, and a little bit of history, then Warrior is the way to go. A little history sprinkled in with some fuck scenes. <laughs> so, um, just a little little history sprinkled in with the fuck scenes. Um, God damn it. I had a thought and then it just went, it jumped right out of my ear. It's because you were too busy talking shit to me, dude. I I barely can maintain my shit talking without, I'm pretty good at double, uh, oh, the, uh, what was the AMC show that you watched? There was a gangs in that one too. The rabbits and this and that. They were all different animal groups. Uh, the AMC show, Badlands, into the Badlands. Oh yeah, dude. I mean... See, I never would have considered, until you just now said it, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have considered that a gang show. Because that was more, and I understand that gangs have to do with territory, but it was more about, like, landowners or what they called barons. Mm -hmm. So, this one baron would uh, control, like, fuel production and coal. And this other baron would control opium. Um, and one baron would control slaves. Um, so they all had these things. So essentially it was just a big fucking commune because they were trading slaves for opium and opium for gas and whatever. I never saw actual cash being exchanged. Um but good old barter system. It was, I mean, if you considered a gang show. Well, they had that weird. They they had those weird groups. So, but you're saying essentially inside the groups they were like all like these ones were all masters of a specific uh, skill set that in it, that, that would produce certain things for. It was just because it. of 
fucking proximity on the map, dude. Okay, so it is just geography straight up then. I okay. mean, because the one place could grow opium, mm -hmm. the other place had fucking mines. And they'd trade, but then they'd fight. There's a lot of fighting. But a lot of it had to do with, like, apparently there was this peace treaty that had been drawn up at some point, and that created this environment where the barons were all given power, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, and so at that point, like, guns had been eliminated, so it was only edged weapons, um, which... Dude, it makes it, it's a fucking badass show. But they they talk about a lot of the stuff Warrior did too. Like prostitution is involved, except they don't call it prostitution. They say we're going to the dollhouse. And there are all of these dollhouses all over the place. Um, but all of these different barons had different banners. And so the one chick who killed her husband created her own banner and she had a butterfly the dude that create or controlled opium at least to begin with fuck i can't remember what his banner was i know when he left because they thought that they had killed him so he went underground and created one with an armadillo there was a horse there were a bunch of different fucking banners and then there was this part outside of the Badlands that was like this even more fucked up area where the barter system was still there and there was a lot of gang activity outside of the wall. But, you know, they were selling little girls. They were doing, I mean, they never showed anybody yeah, but the idea is that they're, yeah. they're, like the further you let out, the more questionable they'd be doing all these yeah. high crime, like nasty, fucked up things. Yeah. So, but it it was a great show, and uh, the fat guy from Shaun of the Dead was in it, and I never ever can remember his fucking name, but he actually wasn't in it until season two. Um. I don't even know who most of the other people were. That's, sometimes that's kind of novel when you, when it's all people who got no fucking idea who they are. But you know, I've talked to you on a couple of occasions on like strong females and how we or I don't know how to write a strong female. You said nobody knows how to write a strong female. Yeah. Well, I said maybe writers don't but that so anyway my point is is that this show the main character has a lot of fucking strong, strong females is it, is, oh the main character is that asian looking guy yeah but there's but there's a redhead and actually there's two redheads that are really strong females and then there's this one fucking brunette who's the daughter of the redhead and she's a fucking badass she's a seriously strong female, so strong that she tells her mom to fuck off and creates her own little fucking, like, group of badasses that start doing Robin Hood-type shit and start robbing, you know, people as they're going back and forth along the roads. So, it's, it's a good show. 
Good show. So, gangs, like, again, like, we, 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 the lower level, like the looser knit, so like you have these ideas where you have something like the Outsiders or something like Rumblefish, right? Or something where it's these small timey kind of people that are, that are on the bottom, right? And then through time, there's a consolidation of power uh, in these spaces to where you have something like that develops out of it, kind of like what happens with Once Upon a Time in America or American, American Me or Blood and Blood Out, which is the same thing as American Me. Um, and then you have like this ultimate fucking codification of these incredible syndicates, right? Where you have, you know, what like the Untouchables, you know, the uh, um, the Godfather, Road, Road, to, Road to Perdition, right? And no, that's their that's that's an Irish mob in that one, right? Road to Perdition. I don't know. I didn't watch that because it has Tom Hanks in it. Uh, dude, that's a it's a really good film. It's worth watching. I enjoy I enjoyed it. But uh, either way, so there's like uh, there are like these spaces that exist outside of formal society, where uh, people band together and create all alternate forms of organization to to protect one another, to protect their families in the long run, to have access to commerce in different ways, to uh, be able to create spaces, clearer spaces inside of black market industries where you have to create something like concentric circles where the people that are essentially not unlike uh, what was going on at the United States probably at the beginning, not unlike what goes on in terror cells um, where you have people that are essentially organizing things from the top and you have lieutenants and it goes down from there. Like the cartels are a, a perfect example of one that's commodified to the point where, and we don't have any really good movies on cartels. I mean, like traffic tries to talk about it a little bit, you know, but it's, it's not very clear. It's not very sketchy. I mean, documentaries talk about it, but is there anything? Any of the Pablo Escobar stuff is pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, and there have been a couple of different movies on Pablo Escobar. Well, I know the Netflix stuff, but that's all documentary stuff, right? But the the, the Narcos was that. Um, Blow covered okay. Pablo Escobar uh-huh. to a certain degree, uh-huh. and kind of explained the cartel, or at least the fact that I mean they called him fucking El Jefe or El Padrino in the movie, which means the motherfucker. Uh-huh. Not literally translated, but I mean he's he's the guy, uh-huh. right? Um. Narcos, I mean, you just said the Netflix stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been other movies, I think, on on cartels. Because it wasn't so... Escobar was the Medellin cartel. Or, if you're from Colombia, the Medellin cartel. Or, if you're from Medellin, the Medellin cartel. Um... But then there was the Cali cartel. And I don't know. Here's the thing that I don't know. Because Colombia isn't the only country in South America that can grow and manufacture cocaine. I know cocaine isn't grown. Um, it's a grow and manufacture. If a person can't understand what you're saying, then they're fucking idiots. 
But Pablo had such a fucking stranglehold on stuff for so long. But then the Cali cartel came in. They were also in Colombia. And then they had a stranglehold because Pablo went down soon after. But that's not the only country that does it. So what I don't know is if any of the surrounding countries, because of that power vacuum that was fucking created when Pablo went down or when the Cali cartel went down, I don't know if some of the other countries said, fuck it, let's do our thing. I mean, they may have been doing it, you know, 30 kilos at a time. Or somebody may have started doing it, and then they went down and just bought the cap in a motherfucker's ass and stopped it from happening. Right. But once those cocaine cartels went down, maybe several others sprang up. Because that's what happened in Mexico with the marijuana slash cocaine. Because essentially they were just moving the cocaine for the Colombians for a long time. And then they started saying, well, fuck you, you're not paying us enough. And then that dude, Gallardo, went down. And once he got arrested and went to jail, the fucking thing splintered. And then all of a sudden, all of the cartels that were one big thing started fighting and saying, fuck you, you can't have this. This is our road. We're going to blow up your truck. Whatever. So, there are a lot of movies and shows about cartels, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But then, there aren't enough to explain what happened after the power vacuum, well, I guess. So, but, I mean, it's not, it's not even just that, right? So, like, you have these spaces, right? Part of the reason why I was kind of, like, trying to, like, because uh, we do have an obsession, like, in the culture in the United States with this outlaw mentality, right? Um But there's this space where there's something, I mean, how do, you, how, do you, how do you say this? Like, so in the 1950s, when those kids were doing what they were doing, or even like uh, in El Paso, when it was just, you know, thugs, you know, like street, you know, street groups that were just protecting territory, doing their little things and all that. If, if inside of a society, right, there are things that, the alleged state or the business centers are incapable of producing for people, then eventually they start to find other ways to organize and create these things for themselves, right? So, like, I'm, I'm just wondering if, I'm, I mean, I, I wasn't concerned about, like, this, like, I don't need an outlined explanation of exactly what's happened. I think I know where you're going. Well, I just, we, somehow or another, First of all, it fascinates me what it is that these individuals do because my thought processes about the direction of society do not exist in a formal space, you know? Um, anytime anybody's starts, start, so like, just as a, a simple comparison, uh, Bernie's always identified himself as an independent, but he ended up running as a Democrat because he had to function through these formal institutional spaces. And through 2016 and 2020, um, there have been a number of actors that uh, worked in tandem with him, like supporting him, pushing thoughts forward with regards to what it was that he was trying to accomplish. And uh, 
after what, you know, the John Podesta emails and all the different things with regards to what Hillary did in 2016 to make sure that Bernie was not going to figure into what it was that was happening then. And the ways in which the, the Democratic Party consolidated power, again, to make sure that he would never be a, a candidate. It's pretty clear at some point in time that there is no formal space for people to concretely imagine a different sort of like way of going forward, right? So I always find it interesting to look at these uh, these moments through through the lens of art or through the lens of actual activities with regards to these people as a way of sort of imagining if you want to change the world, how you'd have to sort of like uh, structure yourself to sort of do that because you're always going to be existing in contradistinction to the, the well, formal so institutions. Here, here's the thing as far as what I understand. Uh -huh. And I, I'm sure that there's more. And if you consider Asia as part of it, then there's definitely more, right? But if you just talk about the cartels that we know about, Pablo Escobar ended up getting what he got because he started smuggling weird shit like TVs and microwaves and stuff like that. And he figured out, well, I'm good at fucking smuggling this. Let's do this. So he moved to weed and then finally fucking ended up doing coke. So he got his power because one, he had been a smuggler for a long time, but two, he wasn't afraid to kill people. And that in and of itself is power. If you are willing to die in order to do what it is you want to do, you have power. The Kelly cartel, on the other hand, got their power because they had influence. They had political friends. And that may or may not, I don't want to speculate too much, was the reason that Pablo Escobar ended up getting fucking shot on a rooftop when he did because they wanted to take his business as well. And they did that, or at least they instigated that space by committing an act of perpetrating act of violence against him, demonstrating that they were capable of. Well, except the, the cops are the ones that fucking shot him because uh -huh. he was fucking running across the rooftops and the col fucking Colombian cops were mm -hmm. chasing him. So that's why I mentioned the influence. But you're suggesting that, I mean, at least I, implicitly that there's a possibility that there were... I wouldn't doubt it yeah. because they had political juice. Yeah. The Cali cartel did. So that's that's Colombia and cocaine. If you go to Mexico, then Gallardo was the guy that organized all of the plazas together into one fucking big cartel. Well, they were pushing coke for both Cali and... Medellin. Hmm. Um, but then Pablo got shot, and so it turned into just Cali. But again, there are all of those fucking countries around there. Well, it wasn't, I don't know, I think it was fucking five years after Pablo got shot that the Cali cartel went down. So that created a fucking vacuum in South America on who's going to supply the coke to Mexico so that they can supply it to the United States. The reason that I mention all of this stuff is because, one, you know, you've got to have either incredible fucking just 
guts, I guess, is the best way to say it. Because really, you can do anything if you're not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die, but I am afraid to go to prison. Um, but you can also do a lot of fucking things if you have political influence. If people weren't so fucking stupid, we would have a lot more political influence if we just fucking came together. And I don't give a shit if we're talking about Bernie or Hillary or fucking George Bush or anything else. If we would have said no to any one of them or supported them in some, and I know you don't agree with this, but if we would have come to, because dude, I mean, if we gathered everybody on this block, and this is just an example. I'm not saying we're going to do this. But if we gathered everybody on this block and we all had guns and we started storming wherever the fuck we wanted to storm, then more than likely those people were going to back off or they're going to call in the fucking National Guard, one or the other. But, you know, it's funny when I was doing my gang shit, I read the Small Dones book. And apparently the Italians were not well-liked. And this is just a side note, and then we can jump back to the cartel thing. Italians were not well-liked back in the early 1900s. They had just opened up a new Arapahoe County jail in Arapahoe County. And, yeah, me too. Um, 10,000 people fucking stormed the new Arapahoe County jail. And said they wanted, they were yelling, lynch that Dago, lynch that Dago. And they pulled this guy out. His name was Amada. He had fucking killed somebody for not paying for his nickel beer. And they went down. They lynched him on a tree down by the Arapahoe County Jail. They shot him 20 times. And then they fucking drug him up to like Curtis Street and fucking hung him again. Um... The only reason that I mentioned it was because those guys were in force. Okay, so no, I, that that's all. So I, I yeah I know and I and, and and I love you and your fucking tangents, but part of the reason why <laughs> I I was bringing up all that stuff in the first place, which doesn't necessarily deviate too far from some of the stuff that you're talking about right there, but um, like. Anybody who's got a degree in political science, they know a guy named Max Max Weber. And Max Weber had this idea that the state is the only uh, sanctioned institu institution that has the the right, the legitimate use of violence. Right now, we're living in a world right now where, with the emergence of uh, mercenaries or private militaries or the ways in which, uh, but those are state sanctioned. Let me let me finish Sorry. what I'm saying, motherfucker, for for one minute. <laughs> They're not fucking state sanctioned. They're sanctioned in an ancillary way, right? So that part of the point is is that you have these spaces where, if if it's working in a in a Max Weberian way, to where it's supposed to be functioning correctly, you would have a military and you would have police, and that would be it. But you have all these spaces where you have these other quasi. You know, where again, like I said, many great, many shades of gray, right? And in these spaces, because 
because say we wanted to use uh, a Panamanian that had access to, that was the president that had access to a bunch of coke as it was moving through these areas because we had to funnel some money to some people that were fighting on our behalf in Central America and we couldn't get Congress to approve that money. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Not at all, no. So because if, if, if this had occurred or if it was going to occur, if it might occur again. Did that person have a lot of shoes? That was over in the Philippines, dude. That was just, oh, that was her wife. Sorry, wife. different guy altogether. But same idea. We did, yeah, it's very, very similar in, in, in another respect. But either way, um, with, with, with Noriega and all that shit that happened in Panama, um, we couldn't do it through the normal, through this, this, the, the legitimate, you know, sanction areas of, so you have this, again, like you, you're growing this incredible gray, 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 gray. Space. Right. And so it's still in the gray, but it's, it's state sanctioned. It's not state admitted. I don't, I don't want to no, argue I, over I, that side I, of it. I understand. I'm trying to make a bigger point about the fact that, that there are all these areas. I, I get that it's all states. It's not just state sanctioned. It's corporation sanctioned. It's sanctioned by everybody that has fucking power. But that's not the, according to the rules of the fucking game. Things are functioning outside of that, you know. So are you asking the question because you want to figure out how we change the rules? No, or no, are I'm you not. asking the question because you want to figure out how we change the rules? I, 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 I'm not asking any, any questions oh, at all. okay. Right? Sorry. I'm basically saying that when I see things like this happen, it creates an area where uh, we're essentially um, hogtied, you know? I mean, we don't have any, it, like, everything's a farce, everything's a joke, you know? There, you know, so, like, is then it by that same logic, right? We, uh, Obama was going down and talking with uh, the president in Mexico, you know, we can't have all this, you know, this violence and it's spilling over to the United States and the heroin and blah, blah, blah. We got to fight this drug war, blah, 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 blah. I mean, the ways in which the Mexican government has functioned in relation to the activities of those individuals, does that mean that the cartels are ultimately state-sanctioned violence at this point in time? They, yes. So, I mean, that's, that, that's like the, the whole system then at that point in time. It's it's all bullshit, dude. We I shouldn't say we. Certain people in the United States, generally brown or black, and I fucking hate to say that, are the ones going to prison for this shit. Mathematically, yeah. And the reason that I hate to say it is because they're not the only ones, but they are the majority of the ones. I, this entire fucking system is broken and it's broken so bad that I don't know how to fix it. Nobody does. But I mean, at least we, at least like you and me sitting here and having these conversations at the very least, you know, I mean, a lot of people are waiting for a new, uh, a new election cycle and because i don't disagree with the spirit of you know when, when we go back to you know weeks one and two you know when i was just like voting as a bunch of bullshit you know 
even at the end of that, I still agree always that we you don't just stop. These are all all of these things are mechanisms that you can utilize to create possibilities, right? So that's all that's in the in the meantime, all we can do is use the mechanisms that are at our disposal to, to open because really if the vast majority of people are still if they're not unplugged from the matrix, they can't do anything anyway, right? Well, and well, that's another fucking question entirely, dude. But, but it, is what is the matrix? Well, Seriously. I mean, and that's not a movie thing. But if you unplug, because I'm unplugged to a certain degree. We don't even know if we're really even at that. Right. <laughs> but these people that are fucking watching TikTok and TikTok is fucking shooting all these videos over to them, you know, in a certain algorithm or YouTube or fucking Facebook or whatever. Whatever it is that they spend their money on to keep them distracted. They're not unplugged. Nobody's really unplugged. I don't know what it takes to be unplugged anymore with everything around us. Yeah, we don't even, yeah, we don't, we, we don't even, we don't even know. There's actually this one really weird guy that Janae and I used to read named Nick Land. Well, I mean, we didn't read him a lot, but there were a bunch of things on YouTube where um, he would talk about uh, capitalism as artificial intelligence. And I want to get into the depth of like how it was that he explained that. But part of that is the fact that you're so hardwired to the way that the system reproduces yourself, re reproduces itself. You can't even, you can't even see outside of it because you don't even know what it means to be stuck, stuck there. And there's really no inner, inner and outer anymore. But having said that, you know, I mean, we're, 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 we're starting to sort of like uh, map things out a little bit. I mean, we're, we're seeing the way that prisons are utilized on, on some level. We're seeing the way that drugs are being used as a disciplinary measure to, uh, you mean we? we? Yeah, the yeah we yeah no I'm saying we're us right now here sitting here talking yeah you and me and there 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 are other people that I read or that I listen to that like uh, are contributing to sort of like mapping this uh, uh, this reality that has so many different levels to how it disciplines and maintains control over uh, us coercively or otherwise you know yeah I I mean. Again, I I think personally we're we're fucked. Um, because I I came real close before I got together with my ex. I was essentially unplugged. I didn't have any fucking apps on my phone. I had all of the GPS turned off, and I know that that doesn't mean shit because they can turn it on. But I didn't really have a lot of the other stuff. Right, I had a debit card which they can track that, um, but for the most part, I was was unplugged. Didn't use Facebook, didn't use Twitter. I was done. And then I got together with her and thought that the way to do things to be a valuable member of society was to pay my taxes which I did. I went back and paid all my back taxes, fixed my credit, did all of that shit so that I could be, you know, this fucking beacon of hope for 
everyone around me. And it was bullshit, dude. It was fucking absolute bullshit. Um, if I could, I'd leave. When you said be a beacon of hope, it just reminds me of this stupid movie called Sneakers. I love that movie. The, the point where he's he gets caught going into that guy's trying to find the, the thing that allows him to crack codes and creates that elaborate lie about why it is that he's in there. And he tells that whatever Hungarian lady or whatever the fuck she is, be a beacon in his sad life. Be a beacon. <laughs> and give him... Give him a little job whenever he wants him. Give him support. That's a fucking funny. So, like, uh, another thing that I think about in that context, there's a guy by the name of Mark Fisher. He wrote um, on this concept that they called capitalist realism. Um, and a phrase that is repeated over and over again in a lot of the stuff that I write is, uh, it's easier to imagine the end of the world than, than the end of capitalism. I mean, and that's just sort of like one of those head spaces where, like, and, and you can say that, like, because you're not participating in all these various different uh, uh, mainstream aspects of everyday life that sort of, like, structures and organizes and disciplines thought, that by not doing those things and, you know, creating spaces where you're prepared to, like, you know, be off the grid, you know, look, look, look to be off the grid, you know, as a catalyst, you know. No, I I understand I understand that part. So there, and I know. Well, I, there was a movie that I watched, and this guy got sent to county, and the guy in the cell next to him kept saying something along the lines of "You've got to have money to disappear." And I don't think I've got that verbatim, but he just kept repeating it over and over. You can't disappear unless you have money. You can't disappear unless you have money. And that's true. I mean, and maybe that's why they like to tie us down with credit cards and, and you know, all of the fucking housing developments they build now have fucking dead ends everywhere. And the apartment buildings that they build are not numbered correctly. You know, instead of going one through five, it's 10 through 12 and 35 through 27 or over there. Um, Working at the post office, I promise you, I understand exactly what you mean right there. So, I mean, I, I think that they like to trap us. Um, and it, it is like, it's like Wonder Woman's Invisible Lasso, like, because you can't see it. Like, you can't, all of the things that are holding you in these spaces are very abstract. Like you said, credit, you know. Uh, anything that functions through a bank, anything that functions through a computer, you know, it resolves back to a concrete, you know, utilitarian space at some point in time. But my goodness, like, uh, I don't even know what the fuck is money? What the fuck is credit? What the fuck is, I mean, other than a mechanism to, on some, but I mean, I don't want to, because I do think that there are, Liberatory potentials in some of these abstractions as well. If they're not, then we're just totally fucked. You know, I mean, we have to be able to like flip money on its head or flip credit on its head or flip these. Like, I, I one of the quotes that I repeated multiple times on this show is that money is the alienated capacity of humanity. And sometimes people interpret that as money as 
alienation in a negative way. And I, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily a an, an accurate or a complete understanding of it, that, that alienation is actually something that it allows you to sort of like reflect on who it is that you are, what it is that you are, the things that you're like creating. And in in that reflection and that act of reflecting, there's there are possibilities. It's just a question of whether or not we can grab a hold of those possibilities. But it could also be interpreted as kind of what we're talking about. So whether we're talking about the Irish mob and these guys, or the Irish mob or the Italian mob, these guys that didn't really have skills. So they started working trades and they weren't being paid fairly, but they figured out that, you know, they could break into a place or they could fucking make wine or whatever. Be so they're, for the so the money did kind of alienate them because they were in these destitute situations and then they ended up making their own money and maybe that's when they do the reflection. But I could see, I could but interpret it. Both money ways. doesn't have to be money. Doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. I mean, the problem with most people that like, like Marx or think that they like Marx is that they think that like capitalism is supposed to be evil. Like that's, that's absurd. Capitalism is not evil on its face. It's evil like anything else in the way that it's executed in certain spaces. But again, you know, we're not, we're not socialists. We're not communists, but we're definitely not capitalists either. I mean, I think we're socialists. I think we're real fucking close, but we're definitely not capitalists because we fucking interfere with the market way too much. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about the stock market or the farm market or the farmer's market. I mean, we fuck around with all of it to try to keep this price down and raise this price and do this and we don't do anything that capitalism is truly founded upon. By its own definitions, yeah. That whatever it is that's happening right now, like uh, it, it is very odd how everybody keeps, you know, like I, I, I was very glad that Bernie started to talk about a corporate welfare state. Um, it's very odd to me, though, that nobody, that there are all these general assumptions that connect to specific concrete understandings of things that, well, they're not concrete. They're really more like the can opener, you know, the imagine the can opener thing, like capitalism, like free markets, uh, people of relative equal positions coming to the marketplace and having, you know, honest exchanges. I mean, this is just, this is pie in the sky absurdity completely. I mean, there are people that like, uh, now we're now we're going in a bunch of different directions. Yeah, but there are there are people like the the people that the mod pop shops, they they have to adhere to certain rules that obviously Amazon does not. So there aren't very many of those mom and pop shops anymore. No. I mean, there are a few. You can find them I, over in the fucking Highlands where everybody's all uppity. There are mom and pop shops. They have more ramen shops over there than any fucking neighborhood I've ever seen, dude. It's Where? just weird. The Highlands, which is... Yeah. So I need to go get the Small Dones book so I can finish reading it. And I want to write down all of the addresses 
I almost started to drive around and try to find some the other day. Um, but they talked about the grocery store that had the apartments on top, and they talked about all of these things in the, the small dome book. Or what, what no, they were all in the Highlands. So Gaetano's, and then probably, let's see, Gaetano's is on 38th. So go up to probably 44th is the farthest going north. And then between, say, the river, the Platte River, uh -huh. and then probably the farthest west would be Sheridan. Maybe maybe between Sheridan and Wads. So, yeah, because Elitch is still kind of has to, I mean, at least old Elitch has to kind of have some sort of connection of course it's yeah not strict things but, right yeah. but i mean that so that's essentially both lower and highland because they have that distinction where they call it the lower highlands which that's the stuff that's down toward the river but either way i mean i i know i completely fucking changed the subject no, on we're, you, we're, you know we're fine um, but the the stores the top and the bottom just, gonna go to the I wanted to go and, and look around at all of what was essentially Denver gangland uh -huh. um, because there were several houses that blew up or were burned down. Um, there were several places where they sold at least liquor and maybe guns. What um, got the head off of them? I mean, what, what was their... Death. I mean, just period? They may still be around, but um, I think it was Clyde ended up going to jail again when he was older, but his brother Checkers is what they called him, and he was Eugene. Um, yeah, Checkers is better than Eugene, I think. I don't know. Checkers is a weird fucking nickname, but... Um, for Chess? Yeah, we're, we're going to call you Chess. Um but I think it was just old age, and maybe they were tired of fucking around with it. Uh, is it? Is it? Do you think it's funny that like Senator Poopit Scooper, Bacon Looper, owns? I mean, like, because he's like, I mean, if one one of the things that we were sort of like alluding to, or you know, earlier in certain points, is that, uh, you know, when you imagine stuff like the um, the the East Indian Trading Company back then, and if you see like that and kind of like imagine it in the present day, I mean, Hick and Looper, those guys are, they're fucking gang members. Well, we, we talked about the fact that, because I don't know if he still owns Gaetano's or not. He might, mm -hmm. but when he was mayor of Denver, he definitely mm -hmm. did. And they got that call, an anonymous tip, that there were drugs and guns at Gaetano's. And Good to be the king. they waited to do the raid, and then when they did the raid, no drugs, no guns, all of this stuff was gone. So that's some shady shit, but what makes me wonder is if the mayor owned Gaetano's and there were drugs there, then who put the drugs there? Marion Barry. <laughs> different mayor yeah. same same idea though except Marion Barry would have rocked so it you, up are you saying that you think that somebody like 
What do you mean who put him there? I'm seriously wondering if the mayor of Denver has some involvement with drug distribution. I, I know that most time mayors and you know senators they're squeaky clean motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, dude, fucking. So we used to have an airport in Denver called Stapleton, and he was the mayor of Denver for I don't know, like fucking fourteen years or well, some that's shit. A long fucking time to be mayor. He was the KKK guy. Oh, like right. a serious fucking KKK guy. And our governor was, and I mean. The KKK got big in 1920. Um, Renato Coors family, they were all real. They, they, they loved. I'm not going to see that. That's, that's too dark. I'm going to keep things on the brighter side. <coughs> Excuse me. Clarence Morley. Clarence Morley. That sounds like a KKK name for sure. Yeah. That's not what actually, uh, um, what's his name said in the. True romance, though. I think he said something else different about the name Clarence. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch True Romance. You will, not, you will not be disappointed. It's a wonderful film. If you get offended by it, then fuck off. That's another movie that we didn't mention that is a solid fucking gang, gang movie. movie. Yeah, because they have the mob. They have um, the, the, under, the the street gangs in, in terms of like uh, both Samuel Jackson and fucking... Uh, Gary Oldman's character yeah. and the big old fat black guy that gets fucking whacked, headbutted in the face and then shot. Oh man, he fucking does a number on fucking Gary Oldman too, shooting him in the dick. Oof. Dude. Not nice. That is one of my favorite fight scenes. But actually, two of my favorite fight scenes in all movies are in that movie. Fight scenes? Oh, because... So the-, the one where he's at... The whorehouse with Gary Oldman. Yeah. Okay. And then the one yeah, the where one. fucking Patricia Arquette fucks James Gandolfini up. Well, but she gets fucked up too. Yeah, they both take it. You you got that playing basketball? Yeah, somebody <laughs> hit me right in the face. Yeah, dude. Enter James like Gandolfini, like enter James Gandolfini, boom. And then all of a sudden Tony Soprano like immediately, but what an entrance. That scene was it's another one of those ones where you have this minor player like that, but that scene is so fucking important to the overall, the overall film. Just like Dennis Hopper's scene is so fucking important to the overall film. I wouldn't call Brad Pitt's scenes important <laughs> to the overall thing, but you guys want to smoke some weed? <laughs> okay. Oh, go down here. Yeah. Um, um, Regent yeah. Beverly, Weverly Beverly. <laughs> Yeah, Brad Pitt is struggling. Beverly Ambassador. Yeah. He needed needed to take another couple of those honey bomb hits. That that is a great fucking movie. Um so like another Quentin Tarantino one. So obviously that will happen when something will have to put together. I mentioned the houses blowing up and and burning down in the small dones book. I don't know why gangsters or or biker gangs or whatever because the hell's angels used to blow shit up all the time too um but there's a movie called kill the irishman and it's about this irish dude in cleveland who buddied up with the italian mob and it's 
a true story. These loosely true. Um, but they were blowing up shit left and right in Cleveland, and I know it happened in other cities, so I don't know why. Why did they go away from, like, bombs um, to get rid of whoever they wanted to get rid of, whether it be a car or a house or whatever? I guess the small dones also shot people. Somebody took a 12-gauge to the chief of police in, like, 1924, I think. Um, they shot another cop up off of 38th and Vallejo. Uh, innovation and forensic analysis probably has something something to do with it. Yeah, but one of the bombs was like a weird fucking bomb. It was done with motor oil and linseed oil and a bunch of diesel gas and something else. What is linseed oil? What is, that? is that the one that's the where they press a grape seed? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's a weird. Uh, that's a weird. But linseed oil, I know that you put it on your fucking baseball mitt if you want it to stay okay. soft. Um, like the 70s. So, like, because the, the bombing things, they went on in other contexts for quite a while as, as well. I mean, there was all the things with the, um, the crusade for justice, the people that were, like, when things started to kind of heat up. And uh, there, was a, there was a guy that I did an interview with. Uh, Flax. Flax, oh, Flax, okay, okay. Um, he uh, he wrote this book called The Ultimate Betrayal, and it was about uh, when they were supposed to be going and planning bombings at uh, police stations, and this uh, this individual got uh, set up. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but uh, there was a lot of that stuff that was, and all the stuff with the Black Liberation Army, the this, this stuff that we don't hear about in our history and but maybe bombings are still happening and they don't well, talk if, about them if they if they don't i mean that they, they really put a cap on it in a pretty impressive way because as much as we didn't hear about it or didn't hear about it in school or otherwise if you look around there's a lot you know all the splinter stuff out of the weather underground and excuse me and then the way that certain civil rights movements made militant shifts so the Puerto Rican independence movement. They did a bunch of weird shit as Yeah, well. shit happened in New York and Detroit too. Mm -hmm. And see, I think not to say that the Black, the Black Panthers did it, but I think that that's kind of the area and time where they went from being considered a gang to like a terrorist, terrorist. group. Um, and that would be, well, I don't know if the, I don't think that the Weather Underground was ever considered a gang, but I know they're considered a terrorist they're group. Definitely considered a terrorist group. Um, so, you know, there, there are a lot of fucking good movies and media out there to look at the history of this shit and kind of bring us up to where we are now. And I know we talked about technology and, and being off the grid and, and all of that kind of shit, but it, it, it all ties if you listen to everything we say, kind of. Well, I mean, and that's what we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to, like I said, the map, and we're trying to figure out a way to fucking, and there's a lot of moving parts in this motherfucker, dude. It is really, but yeah, and there are some really good fucking movies out there that, uh, and, and, and books, and 
So we're not podcasters, we're cartographers, dude. We are cartographers, yes. We're yes. trying to map, conceptually map out all of the wonderful happenings of the United States that are not being talked about that lead us to uh, the scary spot that we are standing on right now. So I know you don't watch as many movies as I do. You probably read five, six times more books than I do. Maybe so, maybe not. Um, I read a lot more stuff offline than I do books. No, unfortunately. I don't have fucking time. I listen to a lot of them, though. That's true. Okay, your point, though. I was going to say, you know, maybe to wrap it up, since this is the second half of the gang movie thing, Mm -hmm. like, if we said, could you name your top five gang movies? Could you list five of them? No. Well, that's one of those things, like the opinion thing, and it probably changes, you know, next week it would be different, but, I mean... Gang movies and shows. Gang movies and shows. Since we talked about True Romance, I I absolutely fucking love that movie, whether you consider it a gang movie or not, but there is a lot of gangster shit that happens in that movie. I mean... The writing was very, very... Clarence Worley steals a fucking suitcase of coke from the mob, for Christ's sake. So, um, I would say True Romance. I would say The Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is another wonderful. That movie is one of those, I have to watch it a little bit, like every couple of years, but it is just so fucking brutal in scenes that I'm just like, man, that shit is fucked up. I really His fucking hate awesome. the end where, you know, like all of those people get blown up and fucking what's her name? Um, she played one of the shitty Charlie's Angels, but I like her in most yeah, everything. Love, she, the, the, what's his name? Love the blonde him. chick. Yeah, I, and I I should she know her name. A, she got paid a ton of money to do that film. She got paid a ton of money to do every movie she was doing. Um, where she ends up, she's at Cam- the fucking dock. Cam- Cameron Diaz. Yes. She's at the dock. She's about to get on the fucking boat, and she gets mugged and fucking has to stab that guy, and she gets all beat up. And I mean, the the ending is just absolutely fucked up. But it it plays. I mean, DiCaprio doesn't die, does he? No, yeah. no. Um, but then what they do at the end, where they show like that weird cemetery and it's looking out across, I don't know if it's the fucking East river or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they just show like time going on. And then, you know, pretty soon there's like more shit in the cemetery and there's more buildings on the horizon. And then as time goes, more buildings and more buildings. And, you know, next thing you know, it's fucking New York. Um, Scorsese's fucking brilliant though. I mean, since, We're talking about Scorsese. I think I'd have to put Goodfellas on that that list. You know, there there are other things that I like better than Goodfellas. Goodfellas I like, but I like I think I like The Departed better than I like Goodfellas. The Departed was a great film, and that was loosely based on Whitey Bulger. Which that is a good fucking movie too. Was he the narc that that Jack Nicholson's character played? Yeah. Yeah. Another one that I'd have to consider, um, not a Scorsese film, but uh, uh, The Untouchables. I, I like The Untouchables. It makes me happy about the world. 
After uh, fucking Sean Connery dies, I fucking turn it off every time. Because he's, dude. he's the one that you love. I, I, you know, I don't really like New Jack City, but I like fucking Chris Rock's character. And I like Pookie. Pookie's fucking funnier than shit. Dude, you know, it's hilarious to me to think that Chris Rock was Pookie in New Jack City. And I think, no, his name was T-Bone in Colors. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, he was the guy that was all fucking cracked out, and he was like fucking a teddy bear. Well, dude, then he played a crackhead really good, because he did a wonderful job in New Jack City as well. I don't see a... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Don... Who did you say? Rocket? Uh, T-Bone, maybe? Okay. Don Cheadle was in that. I didn't know Don Cheadle was in that. I need to go back and watch Colors again. I didn't know fucking Mario Lopez was in it. Plumber. It's not gonna show him. Oh, Damon Wayans is T-Bone. Okay, so it was. Sorry, um, I knew it was a comedian. Um, yeah. So never mind about the Chris Rock thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a while since I saw it, but I just when I was thinking of Pookie, I started thinking of that fucking crazy guy, fucking the big stuffed animal, and I thought, wow. He played a crackhead in more than one movie. I gotta say that the fact that you won't watch Road to Perdition because it's got Tom Hanks in it is very disappointing. I'm disappointed in you. I may end up having to watch it, dude. It it wasn't just that it was Tom Hanks. Well, it kind of was. Um, I don't know. He started taking himself way too fucking seriously, and He's it just actor, it made me like. Like, all of his movies had to be three hours long, and most of them had to be about World War Two and whatever. Three hours or No, they, what do you mean they all had to be about World War II? He had a Band I didn't of say all of them. He had a Band of Brothers moment, but, like, dude, he did a million movies that had nothing to do with it. Volunteers had nothing to do with it. That was before he started taking himself a, too that seriously. Was funny, that was a funny fucking movie, too. I mean, Booze and Buddies, Bachelor Party. That was a funny fucking movie. It has nothing to do <laughs> with gangs. Um, okay, so yeah, I like The Departed too. That's rough. The Wire is your favorite show, though. That's a gang show, maybe. No, you love The Wire. You love The Sopranos. I love The Wire, and I do love The Sopranos. I'm a big fan of Oz. And I like that new show that they did that we own this city, which that wasn't that was like a limited series type show. It was just like six episodes, I think. And that was so these guys, David Chase and somebody else. But one of those guys was from Baltimore because all of their fucking shit. We, not all we, of it. We own this city. Yeah. They like to do shows about Baltimore. I think the first one they did on HBO was called The Corner, and it was about heroin addicts. Um, and then they did The Wire. They did We Own This City. Um, but those are all great shows, and I want to go to Baltimore so fucking bad. Just so you can see the little area where they... Well, there's other stuff there that I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, because it was an important part of the Revolutionary War. Edgar Allan Poe's house is there, which, if you like Poe, it'd be nice to see that, just from a historical perspective. Is, it, is his grave there? 
I would imagine, because he's Baltimore through and through. Um, fuck, he might be buried at his house for all I know. Um, but, and those are those guys that, you know, they don't necessarily call themselves a gang. You know, they're east side or they're west side, and then, you know, there's the fucking northwest. But really, it seems like what they try to portray is that the two roughest parts of town are the east side and the west side. Um, and then kind of the rest is not as bad. But yeah, I, I definitely want to go to Baltimore. But it's so fucking expensive now because they redid the fucking bay and did he's all buried, of this shit. He's buried at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. And I'm a big grave guy, so that would be cool. But yeah, I mean, so The Wire, um, and if you guys haven't seen We Own This City or The Wire, you probably should watch both. I've never watched the first season. I gotta say one, because we just haven't even mentioned them at all, but I mean, it's pretty important. Um, the Godfather movies are essential. One and two were, two was the best, maybe probably one of the best sequels ever. Um, I know that I'm just repeating. A lot of people didn't like three. Three was weird, dude. I thought three was okay. Doesn't he hump his cousin though, doesn't he? Maybe I don't remember that part. there's, There's a big incest thing that goes on in three. I maybe need to go back and watch all three. Um, but the Godfather movies were great. I mean, Pacino. I don't know if I buy James Caan as an Italian, <laughs> but um, De Niro. It, it, they're great. The music. When I started watching uh, Once Upon a Time in America the other day, that's kind of my attention wasn't right where it should have been. Um, I kept. I, I think they use the same music. And the Godfather that they use in Once Upon a Time in America. They may have. That's kind of cheap. Yeah. But that Once Upon a Time in America is a great fucking movie. But that's another really fucking long one. You've got to seriously invest some time. Yeah, I was going to say about four hours. Um... So there's lots of good shit out there, it and it depends. I mean, do you want just straight-up gangster-type stuff, or do you want mafia-type stuff? Or? I need to expand my, uh, like, out, outside the United States gang stuff, like gang movies from other areas of the world. There's a show, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, it's called Top Boy, and it's about gangsters in um, London. There was also a movie Michael Caine did called Harry Brown. And it was about this old dude who, you know, was so fucking scared because they lived on an estate, which is basically a bunch of apartment complexes. And in this case, the estate was kind of a project. Poor people were living there. But it was gang infested and his wife was on the other side of the highway and there was this pedestrian tunnel that would get him there quicker. But he walked all the way around because he didn't want to go through that tunnel because all of these gangs and shit. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the gangs or the gang ended up killing his friend. So Harry Brown took it upon himself to get revenge on these guys. So that's a good movie. And that's in London or just outside of London, I think. London, that is it. I mean, that would be the exception to the rule. There's There are a fair amount of London gang. I mean, like I just watched Gentleman the other day. That was a was a very enjoyable movie. I don't know that I'd give it the... I mean, like some people have said they think it's his best movie ever, but I, I got to, you know, you got Guy Ritchie's like Tarantino. He's one of these guys that you got to go back and kind of, especially because like uh, uh, the vernacular of certain, you know, you're depending on where you're at in the UK, you know, like if you're hanging out with the Jippos, yeah, I know that's a derogatory term. Fuck you. But uh, if you're hanging out with. Barry Winkle Blue, yeah, you're, trying mama. To, you're trying to get a. a uh, a tour for your mom. Yeah. What are you saying? Had a week of blue. Fucking Brad Pitt, man. Best fucking role that motherfucker ever did. But uh, um, gentlemen, um, we talked. I mean, of it's course, Lockstock, Lockstock, and uh, that two two smoking Lux, birds, yeah. yeah, Snatch. Um, and uh, I still, I, I know you didn't like Peaky Blinders after two seasons, but I still gotta at least get into a peak. And that's is that Irish or is that? Peaky Blinders is, fuck, I don't know. Tom Hardy's in it. Um, I'm pretty sure they're in London. Um, if you watch, racing, right? Isn't that kind of? If you watch the first Taken, then they're in France, and his daughter was kidnapped by, I think it was Armenian. The Armenian mob, something like that. We have a very specific skill set. Blah 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 blah. Right. Blah blah blah. And there was another movie with John Travolta and I can't even remember the other guy's name, but they were in France too, and they were messing with the Asian mob and a bunch of gangs French, trying to. French Connections. Uh, is that a is that a gang movie? Well, that's Popeye Doyle with smuggling drugs. Um. And I haven't actually seen the entire thing. Did they do? They did. Did they do a remake of that? I don't know. I gotta go back and rewatch Outsiders again. Boys in the Hood is a classic. Of course, that kind of falls into the same space as what we were talking about with regards to that society, where they're not really. They got. Their set of people, you know. Well, they do, but when they messed with the Bloods, I mean, those guys were clearly Bloods. That guy with the bull's hat. Yeah, and the red car, and the red flannel. Um, so, dude, I I know that we're just kind of jabbering on now, and we're talking about movies, which is solid. I just wanted to let you know that we're at like. An hour and twenty-two minutes. All right, maybe. So should we end it or? Yeah, we should probably. But uh, do you have any thoughts about the? I did have one thought, but I don't know if you're into it. Um, Spit it out. Uh, so like in Florida right now, um, they're banning a bunch of books, and it's based on the rhetorical position of critical race theory, right? Netflix just bought the entire Roald Dahl catalog and they're um, going through Roald Dahl's books and taking out things that they think are offensive 
and making inserting a show. other things, inserting other things into them. They're actually changing changing the books themselves, right? There's there's a one one instance where uh, so like Roald Dahl, he was still alive. Um, he changed so the way that he originally wrote it, he wrote the Oompa Loompas in a certain way that was like. Uh, it, it it was it was very like uh, um, Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby. It wasn't very uh, so he but he went in and, and and changed some things, you know. Which I don't love anybody going in and edit. I like I think art generally speaking, it's important that we keep it in the form that it's constructed and because for posterity. It, yeah, it, it gives us a stamp about that time period and we're supposed to be smart enough socially to be able to understand where our shortcomings are and, and to be able to grow from that. But that notwithstanding, um, some of the stuff that they were doing was uh, somebody was called stupid or retard or something like that. And they changed it to saying that they were, you know, mentally challenged, <laughs> something, something like that. There was there was another one where they were, they were speaking bad about uh, women. So they said, no, these women are... Um, the heads of corporations now and this and that and blah 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 blah. You should, but I mean, so that what I, I think it might be interesting is to go back in and do since we did the um, the literature week thing. Well, we did the band book one. Band book, yeah. yeah, like there's there's a new. I think that just sort of like spending some time going into and looking at the ways in which um, all of these so all of these things are being like they're being banned in some places under one one specific group's ideological disposition and then you have the woke disposition where they're literally going in and fucking you know i mean dude roll doll like i i was not a good reader when i was young i was horrible i just couldn't i just had a hard time staying focused i think it's probably dyslexic too but um danny the champion of the world for whatever reason like i remember being in second or third grade and uh, the teacher was reading it to us and like I, I went and checked it out from the library after the second day she was reading it, and I fucking read the book that night, you know? I mean, I love Roald Dahl. I mean, the BFG, fucking Charlie and Chocolate Factory, The Great Glass Elevator, you know, James and the Giant Peach. That motherfucker wrote a lot of things that excited the imagination of children in the same way that J.K. Rowling, see, now I get punished for fucking saying anything about her because of her uh, uh, her active political stance on on trans issues. Um, but still, dude, like Harry Potter, like Danny the Champion of the World for me, those books excited in, entire generations of people to go out and read. So I, I just think looking at that, because like it, it's happening all over the place. And it's not like what was happening with Tipper Gore. No, I know, because so, it's, it's uh, essentially not rewriting history, but rewriting literature yeah and novels tv shows and depending on who's politically in power in the state that you're at in uh, that 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 says what's going to be banned or what's not going to be banned and what's going to be oh so there's two things that happen so i fucking state, hate where we are dude there's state power dictating things and then there's corporate power that's rewriting things so i just think it'd be good to like spend some time making sure that like anybody that's saying that it's okay to be doing these things Re please reconsider it. So next episode you're talking? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe. And okay. Then we, we could probably spin off and find some some really good, you know, enjoyable. No, we could do some cool shit. Yeah. And we could probably, you know, in the lighter version, just talk about 
books that probably are meant to be offensive and what that or should be. Yeah. Um, people are too fucking sensitive. I, I think they should just be fucking shot. It's just so disappointing to me, dude. I, I am you, you so mean, tired you mean of like it. Like in a John the Watt Holmes kind of way, or <laughs> like I've got this cousin. You've met her a couple of times. She went camping with us. Anytime I say retard, she says you can't say that. They're mentally challenged. Well, if they're challenged physically or mentally. That, by definition, is retarded. If my car is not driving right, it is retarded. It's not an insult. You're a fucking retard. Especially since, like, what, what obviously what happens is, is anything that develops a negative connotation gets put into that bottle then. And there's always going to be another thing that's going to create a negative connotation. Now, if I call you a retard, that's an insult. <laughs> but that's the distinguishing feature is that you're not actually retarded. Um, We might have gone too far. Uh, or I may have gone too far. No, no, it's okay. Because you're retarded too. I know. I, I can accept that. Um, all right, so we're we're coming up on an hour and a half. I am down with doing that yeah. for the next episode. You might be a little late because we're coming in a little bit late on this one. Yeah. Because I gotta do some work. So um short bus debate club at yahoo.com. Seven two one three three four roll. Seven six five five for you retards. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs>